What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. I get to have Maddie back this week. Um, just still trying to go through all the the feelings and the emotions that we're having right now um, as we're healing. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm walking like a zombie, but I just don't, I didn't know that I was ready to interview someone yet and give my best. So I felt like I could be more vulnerable and um, sad, I guess. I don't know, with my wife. Um, so I get to have her back this week. So thanks for doing it again. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm glad. So um, this week, I, I've been reading this book called Out Love by Julie Rogers. Um, and I don't know how long I've been following her, probably since like 2014, but she just put out this book about her journey and her time in conversion therapy, um, mostly with Exodus, which is a widely known, I don't know, if you could call it a ministry. They used to think they were a ministry. They're no longer a thing, but they used to... Um, that's the name of their Exodus. Exodus. She was in something called Living Hope, and she was in Exodus. Um, but I've been reading her book because I really want to interview her. Just about her story. She got into that when she was like 17. Her mom made her go, and um, just her journey through that and all the shame and pain that it brought her. Mm. I mean, I'm flying I'd through. never even heard of that. Did you growing up? Yeah. You yeah. did. See, I didn't. It I think it was more of an evangelical thing, mm-hmm. but I say that, and I, I'm pretty sure one of my friends who was raised Catholic was sent to one when she was in high school, and her mom found out she was gay. Um, I think some of them did stuff like shock therapy while they were, mm-hmm. like, watching stuff with the same-sex people or um, to try to shock it out of you or all kinds of crazy stuff, but, yeah, I had heard about it my whole life, and so... Um, but around the time I started following her was when um, she was getting out of Exodus and Exodus was dismantling and saying, like, it doesn't work. We cannot change people. You can't change people's sexual identities. You're, you know, this mm-hmm. is just who you are. Um, and her story, I've, I've like, I told you just the first part of it. I recognize so many things that I did to myself when I was closeted. Like, so many things, like she hurt herself mm-hmm. because she was angry at the people that were around her, like the leadership around her. And then she was mad at herself. And so she would hurt herself and I would do things like that. I think that's probably where all my depression and suicidal thoughts stemmed from just this like self-hatred and mm-hmm. shame and all the stuff that I felt as a closeted Christian person. Like I knew I was gay and God would not take it away. Um, so it's just, it's been like, heartbreaking to read her story and yet like eye-opening again because it's like man yeah I did all that stuff but I didn't get sent to conversion therapy like I was just so deep in the religious church I guess you could say or um vibe like it was so strong against LGBT people and I heard it and I just was like I'm an abomination um 
But anyways, so I've been reading that and there's a part in the book where she talks about tokenism. And this was something that really resonated with me because I was like, holy crap. Um, so hopefully I'll have her on and we can talk more about her story. But anyways, it's, it says tokenism is feeling pressure to be perfect around straight Christians as if they're always watching and making judgments about the whole LGBTQ community based on her every move. And I was like, yep, felt that. Um, that's something I have struggled with for I can't even say how long. My whole life, I guess, especially since I've come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that thing, like you're not straight enough or gay enough for the Christian or you're not Christian enough for the whatever. You're too Christian for the gays and you're too gay for the Christians kind of thing. Like that's how it feels. It's like got to put on this perfect thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I know coming to more, I had less walls and less of that trying to be something I didn't need to be. Like more kind of our church. Hmm. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say it was because of the people that... The people there. There. Yeah, made you feel comfortable. Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting to turn on my light. Um, <laughs> it's all about the look. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the people there, the spirit, the DNA mm-hmm. of our church. It just disarms you. It strips yeah, you of all the walls yeah. you've had and you feel safe for i don't know i cannot explain it but i swear when you walk in that building um especially for us i just i felt safe and i didn't have to be something i wasn't ever i don't think i've ever had to be something i wasn't um but that is not the feeling i have everywhere and i i feel like i have had those walls more with your family because we're around them a lot and um I know they don't have the greatest feeling about our salvation and being gay. They love us. But I feel that pressure to be like perfect. My kids have to act perfect. I can't mess up. I can't do anything wrong because then all their beliefs about being gay are confirmed or affirmed or whatever um i've even had what were you gonna say i I was gonna just say that that is also because we are around them a lot yeah we are around them a lot we love them Um, yes yeah and they have a lot of family gatherings because i'm not trying to say anything bad that's not on them that's on me for me feeling that way that's totally on me it's my assumption. Yeah. 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 Sure that We're around them a lot. Madi's family is big, very Hispanic. Very and close. Wow. They are always up for an excuse to have a gathering or a party. Like, oh, you got an A? Yep. You got an F? Yep. Like, it's someone's birthday? Yep. It's always someone's birthday because there's so many. Um, uh-huh. We spend a lot of time. And it's not just her immediate family. It's like her mom and her mom's, how many sisters? Five sisters, four sisters, and four two, sisters, two, two brothers. brothers. Big family. Um, we were just around them for their grandma's 86th birthday. Mm-hmm. So she's the best. Um, Wella. But I've always felt that pressure to like, oh, I yeah. can't mess up. I can't confirm their thoughts. Um, yeah. I even thought 
and I know it was a lie, but I've had the fear that, oh, all of this crappiness that's happening around us is because of our sin. I used air quotes, you know, like that they might believe that and it hurt my feelings. Nobody said that to me. Mm-hmm. There's just a fear of mine. Um, but I think, I mean, just in the past couple of months since starting the podcast and just really praying about what God wanted to do, I feel like I've slowly started unraveling those things and being like, it doesn't matter. This is me. I don't have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say, cause something I'll do even at Torchies will be like at Torchies at dinner or lunch right after church. And people like stare at us sometimes because we live in Amarillo. Um, so we stick out and I'll be like talking all loudly about how we were just at church. Cause I want them to hear like, we love Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so gross to me that I do that, but I feel this need to be like, but we love Jesus. Yeah. You know, so they'll see past my gayness, yeah. you know, our family. And that just is a shitty thing to feel like I need to prove to a stranger mm. that I'm worthy of God's love because of the way they're looking at me. But it's like, you know, I do it. I do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. do y'all see my crosses on my <laughs> neck? Like, uh-huh. you know, I just came from church. I'm on the worship team. Like I'll have that conversation with you <laughs> loud enough. So these strangers staring know that. And it really bothers me that I, I've always felt this pressure to be like, mm-hmm. see, gay people can love Jesus. Like, see, um, and I really feel like I've started unraveling that, like, stare away. I don't care. I, I do not have to prove that God loves me or that I love him or that if you see me and you know me, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't need to just go loudly about bragging or whatever, you know? Um, and I know it's because of all the trauma, like losing everyone in FCA. It probably has a lot to do with it. Because they believed I couldn't be gay and love Jesus. I mean, I believed that at a certain point. Um, it's just probably why I snapped back so bad on Facebook with your family. It was just kind of like, I'm tired of being quiet and letting everyone say and make fun of everything and saying, oh, that's gay is still a joking slang thing. And it's like, what? To say I'm, you're that's stupid. Oh, that's gay. Like that's not funny. You know, it's not funny to do that. And I'm tired of our community being a joke to people who love us. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. Because um, it also made me think about Brene Brown has this like five minutes part of her TED Talk, her original TED Talk that um went viral and made her just her work go viral and uh she's amazing um i actually have her on my board of people i'd love to interview but it's like belonging versus fitting in and i just looked up the definition it says belonging is being accepted for you fitting in is being accepted for being like everyone else (laughs) well we already don't fit in because we're gay so then i was trying to like fit in so i could feel like i belong by being the image that they needed me to be. And not just your family, just like people in general. Mm-hmm. The world we live in. The world we live in. Yeah. Um, 
Don't show too much affection. Don't be too, you know, just hide, just blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, especially as a parent, it makes me sad because I'm like always trying to teach Amaya. Paul is a little young still to try to teach him this, but like don't change who you are or what you like because your friend doesn't like it. If you love it, say I love it. You know, don't try to fit in. Just be you. And if you don't belong, find a new circle. I think it's important to, to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have two young kids, and it's important to talk about it early mm-hmm. in life. Right. Like, there you go. For us. That's there. good. Yeah, because... But if we're... You say kids, like, do... Say, don't say do as I say you know like do as I do they're gonna do what we do and if they see us changing who we are to try to fit in and be accepted even as kids who could be straight or gay whatever they are when they grow up and decide to tell us who they are Mm -hmm. um, I want them to be themselves at the end of the day I want them to own every gift every weird thing about themselves and just be themselves and I think religion and the church this is all denominations has for me put on this like one size fits all this is who we should be women don't speak being gay is a That's sin you who you have to be not even yeah. should be yeah and um Jesus says otherwise and thankfully we go to a church where women do preach and women do lead worship and um we are all equal we're literally all equal there is a gay person on stage, you know, like, um, but the church has to be different is, is wrong. To stand out is wrong. Don't stand out. Don't draw attention to yourself. That's prideful. That's wrong. And it's like, no, God didn't mess up when he made you uniquely you, but the enemy has come in through like the church and told us we all need to fit in. Don't trust our feelings. Don't trust your thoughts. Don't speak when you feel led to just do what you're supposed to do. Don't be who you're supposed to be, you know? And this goes for not just gay people. Like, this goes across the board for people in general. And I think it's so important that we learn to trust our voice again and to trust who we feel God or, you know, if you call him universe or whatever you call, I call him God and Jesus, Holy Spirit, but you could call him something else. doesn't mean it's not the same God, you know? I don't know that. But whoever you feel, that inner knowing, as Glennon Doyle calls it, um, whatever you feel stirring in you, to trust that and to follow that. Especially if it means you might not fit in. Like, it's worth it. It's worth being alone to follow your heart and to follow what God's called you to do. And God won't let you be alone. Yeah. He'll put the right people around you. Yeah. I mean, when I left FCA... And lost all my friends. You might have felt alone. Oh, it broke my heart. And I was alone at the time. I mean, my boss was against mm-hmm. me. Everyone was against me. Um, my sister was confused about it. And she lived with me, you know. Um, I was dating online and trying to meet people. And meeting all the wrong people at the beginning. Because I was just trying to figure out who I was as gay Leticia. And what that looked like. And I finally got tired of that. Because I was abandoning the part of myself (laughs) that loved Jesus. You know? Because being 
madly in love with Jesus and being gay also is weird. That's not a normal thing. Yeah. It's not a common thing. Well, that's what attracted me to you. (laughs) For sure. Yes. That's what attracted me to you. But I think that's why so quick, like I did all Mm -hmm. that. And then I started like being who I was when I would meet people and be like, I love Jesus. Jesus loves you. Even if I think we both, that's why we, we both longed for that. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I met you, I was like, ring two weeks later, married three months later. I'm not. I'm done looking. Yeah. I found what I need and, and who God I was need. Our and, number um, one. Yeah, and the whole point of this tokenism part, like where she's talking about this in the book, I I went and read the article. I found the article that mm-hmm. she's talking about, and it's these two women who were married, I think, but they were a celibate marriage. And this is in like 2014, and they say in this article. That they don't want, if they go, if they're asked to go speak at a conference, they don't want to go speak if they're trying to be used as, see, you can do this. Like, they're the only way. They're the example. Yeah. And that was our whole point on that podcast episode where it says, can you be gay and Catholic? And we're referring to another video that's titled the same thing. And she's like celibate. And she's leading this new ministry that is like Exodus and saying, basically praying away the gay. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she started this own new thing. I think it's, it might even be called Living Hope or Living Waters or something like that. I'll have to link it. No, I don't want to link it. Uh, I disagree with it. But our point in that video was, because someone shared it, and it's like, you can't say this is the only option, though. That's one person's story. Yes. Wow, they're going to say something. No, that, that was exactly Yeah, it was like, just like, okay, well, that's we her We got thing. a bunch of shit for that. Oh, that's when all the fights started. Yes. And that was not the message. That was not that y'all, I don't even know what they got from that. But it was, I don't know if anyone actually watched someone it. Someone said though. we're making fun of her. And yeah. Someone said that I said I would rather kill myself than, than be Catholic. Be Catholic, which I've never said. I mean, I I can't be Catholic. I'm not allowed to be Catholic, and I've tried. My mom was raised Catholic also. Like, let's just put that in there. I come from a woman who was raised Catholic and then got saved in the Holy Spirit in a Pentecostal church. So I was raised Pentecostal, but my family also has a Catholic background mm-hmm. originally. Yeah, does it mean um, we were I've saved? dated people who've been Catholic, but I also don't like the religion involved. The rules. We'll say rules. The strictness. But I never said I'd rather kill myself than be Catholic. I said I would probably be dead if I tried to marry a man or tried to not be who I feel called to be. And I didn't say that because I said I'd rather kill myself. I'm saying that because I have a background of suicide and depression. And that if I couldn't live the life I have that God destined for me, which is the one I'm living now, that I don't think I would have survived the depths of depression it would have put me in. Because I was super depressed before I met you and before I came out and mm-hmm. all that. So that is what I said. And that's the whole point is that's that woman's story. And some people who've chosen that story, I want to like reach out to them and like, let them see my life and be like, look, you can have this though. Don't live in that bondage. Cause that looks like bondage to me. They still have attractions to the same sex. Mm-hmm. You cannot pray away the gay. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But we were talking about um, 
the book? Oh, just that that our story is one of many. I know a lot of gay people that choose to be celibate. Like, that's what they feel called to do. And that's awesome. Good on you. But they also know that it's okay that I feel called to do this. I think of, like, in the Bible when they say, like, when they're talking about, like, you can eat meat all of a sudden. Like, to some, it is a sin to eat meat. Still. Yeah. Still. And then when when Jesus was saying that to Peter, I think it was, um, that it's not unclean, that I make all things clean, is what God was saying. And But to some, it still felt like a bad thing to do because of their strong-held beliefs. Mm-hmm. But you can't put your strong-held beliefs on me if that's not what God's calling me to do. They're not my convictions, they're your convictions. And um, I, I said it, I think we were talking this morning, and I was just like, I know that I could not do all the things that God's put on my heart, the ministry, the love, the the podcast, whatever, um, the things at church. I could not do these things if I didn't have you by my side. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't do it with any other person. I couldn't do it alone, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people feel the same thing with their marriages or with their singleness. You know, Paul was single. Paul chose that for whatever reason, but that's not everyone's choice. Like God knows our hearts. He knows the depths of our soul. I needed you too. Thanks. But, um, I don't know. I just think it's so important to be who you are uniquely created to be. Don't hide those amazing weird things about you. Um, because if people will just take the time to get to know that side of you, man, they can find beauty in something that everyone has told you is weird. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking about right now? Well, I'm just thinking about we've been watching um, The Chosen oh, and yeah. just how Jesus was very clear about, like, hey, they're different. Yeah. And they're with me. They're different. Yes. If you haven't watched The Chosen yet, like, please go download the app. Watch it. It's free. So good. It's amazing because they're so different. Like Matthew and Simon don't get along and Matthew's autistic. He's portrayed autistic. And and it's just amazing to see them like, why'd you bring him into this? And he's like, because he's supposed to be here. And then eventually mm-hmm. you see them like Simon's worried about Matthew because God just made them spend a whole day together looking for someone and, and made them grow and see each other in a new way. And we went on a worship retreat recently and I got to see some people because we spent like three or four days together you know we we don't get that kind of time together I got to see parts of their personality like more in depth Mm -hmm. and now things that used to kind of irritate me I'm like I love it like I'm just like this is beautiful characteristic of this person who I loved but like that kind of would make me uncomfortable (laughs) and now I like see the beauty in it and I see that it's a gift and I would there's been moments where I've broken down and they've come up to me in their quirkiness and loved on me and it was like exactly what my heart needed and I only know that because I got to spend some deep time with them on our retreat and um, that's why I'm always saying like Daryl said always, like, if you don't understand someone or you don't like someone, invite them over for dinner, break bread, drink wine. Mm-hmm. And I'll always go to that because that's what it's about. It's like communion is building that community and getting to know someone and try to understand them. And um, 
just spending time with people you and really letting God show you their heart because God's like, don't look at a man's outward appearance, but look at his heart as I do. Like, don't judge a book by its cover. That's why that's there. It's like, look at their heart. And I want to teach our kids to like, we heard on this podcast today, she wanted her kids to live from the inside out, not from the outside in. And part of that is not trying to fit in. It's belonging to the right group that you're supposed to be in and being uniquely who God has made you to be. Because he didn't make us all the same. He didn't make us... No at way. all the same on yeah. purpose because that's how vast and amazing he is. And that's how, um, beautiful he is. He isn't this box, you know, he can't fit in a box. So why are we trying to make everyone fit in a box? God doesn't fit in a box. He is, we are all created in his image and he made us all so different. Even you and I, we're mm-hmm. so different. We have a lot of the same things that we do and say now because we've been married so long and, but we're very different. Absolutely. And there's things about you that I watch you do that I know are not my strengths. And it just like, I'm in love with it every time. The way you serve people, the way you love people, um, the way you get shy at Lowe's asking people for help, but yet you sell people phones all day and work with people one-on-one. Like little things about you that I am like, I'm just love. They're different than me mm-hmm. where I'm the exact opposite of you. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. This is kind of a short episode, but it was just really on my heart. It's just this, it's time to break out and, and be who you are. And, um, I'm really watching myself. The walls are falling down and this need to try to fit in and fit a mold to make people feel more comfortable is like disappearing to where it's like, if you're uncomfortable around me, then don't come around. If you're uncomfortable with my love, then don't come. Um, if you're uncomfortable with my boldness and my determination and drive and passion to send out this message on this podcast and on social media to people to say, Hey, I'm sorry if you've been hurt. I've been hurt too. Sometimes I still go through those types of hurt because I'm gay, but God loves you and God did not mess up and you're absolutely created in his image. And, um, that, that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But uh, you don't have to follow me. I hope you learn from me. And I hope your heart changes. But um, I'm I'm not going to quit doing what I feel called to do. It's just going to get bigger from here. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just... We all have such a creative calling on our lives. And if we live in fear of what people will think, there's so many people that aren't going to get to feel our love and our what we're supposed to do I don't know you didn't say much but you never do <laughs> you okay mm-hmm. all right okay so we stopped recording and had a moment um and really talked and decided that we should just record a little bit more um I said, sorry, not sorry, which was triggering, I think, for both of us because I wrote a blog post eight years ago titled, Sorry, Not Sorry, about a time when it was when we got engaged, when I asked Monday to marry me at a big family dinner and someone stormed out. And I wrote a blog about it. It's on my blog if you want to look it up. Um, And Monday said, that's not you. 
because I came off as cold and uh, I'm not a cold person so I want to say that you're right it's not me Um, but at the beginning of the podcast I said I'm having a really hard time doing this right now I'm I have so many people I want to interview but I just don't feel like I can give my best yet because I am you know we talked about depression last week I am very sad still I mean, it's only been a few weeks, um, and it's been a rough couple months, but I'm learning this road of giving grace and love, but setting a boundary and and loving myself too, and I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, I've, I've gone to a lot of people and, like, shared what's happened and... Um, I think some people probably think I'm like letting it work me up, but I'm also like searching for answers because I don't know what that road looks like. And everyone that I've talked to doesn't seem to know what that road looks like either. Um, if you've been through trauma or you've been through hurt, especially like if you're currently in that season, I think it's okay to give yourself more grace. Um, I know that I sit at the table a lot and zone out right now because I'm just like, I'm still in shock. I'm still like, what? Yeah. God is so good. So don't get me wrong. Like, we had a really good worship night tonight. We had a prayer night at church, and God is very kind and, and nurturing right now for us. But the good thing about God is he doesn't take away our sorrow. He kind of lets us work through it so that we can come out stronger on the other end and I'm still working through it and so sometimes I might come off as cold or harsh because I don't really know the answer right now mm-hmm. as far as forgiving and showing love to people who have hurt me simply because of who I am and I stood up you know I have said I'm sorry if I've hurt them I have said I'm sorry and yet I, I still have my, my, they, my walls went back up for them and I'm nervous around them. I'm scared around them. I feel judged around them right now about silly things. They're, these are the thoughts in my head. And so me saying, sorry, not sorry. It's hard when you've been hurt. It's really hard when you've been hurt, especially, especially eight years later. That you love, really love. And we're fighting through it and praying about it. And mm-hmm. I mean, it affects us. Yeah, a lot. We, we, lot. we argue about it sometimes. Even just now, I was really proud of us because we both were hurt by what I said. And then I got defensive. And then you saw, like, we saw each other at the end of it. Because in our sorrow and in our brokenness right now, like we said last week, like it's just our pain shoots up and then a wall shoots up and then a fight could easily break out and we really didn't get in a fight, but like we walked away or you walked away for a second and then you came back and we just I'm talked. Back. She's back. Um, but trauma is hard when someone hurts you or says something that hurts you, even if it's on social media and then you feel like they're not sorry or they don't understand what they did or now it's all your fault. Um, 
I've never set boundaries. I've never been a good person at setting boundaries. So boundaries is a new thing for me. And it's a scary, like weird road. Because I also want to be loving and grace-filled. But just loving someone and like letting them get by without changing feels like not loving myself. If that makes sense. Um, and this is something new because I've always been someone who tries to fit in. And because of that, I've been hurt and walked on and depressed. And I'm finally trying to be who I am unapologetically. Yeah. And that's weird for me. So the coldness is more of a like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm not good. I'm a hundred percent not good. I'm a hot mess. I'm very sad. Um, And that's okay. You have a big heart. I know that. Yeah. Uh, So this is something like you're going through, you know, whether it's like family hasn't accepted you, you've come out or um, you've been pushed away or whatever. You're trying to work through that. Like give yourself grace and pray about it and uh, seek advice. Like I told Maddie, several times I think it's time for me to see a counselor again because there's some things that I'm trying to work through that I just don't have the answers Uh and I shouldn't expect my friends to have the answers because they're not counselors or therapists like they're not trained to do this and that's okay um but I do I think it's time because there's some things I'm working through that I'm like I I need help like these are bigger than me and I I'm really good at coping with some of it but Mm -hmm. some this is some stuff I've never walked through and I do, I'm acknowledging that it's time. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the Olympics and Simone Biles pulling out of the team rounds for her mental health. But if you're seeing her as someone weak, I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are seeing her choosing herself on a very public stage. She knew her mind was not right. The pressure of the judges and not giving her proper scoring because she's just too dang good her mind wasn't right and she when she does those tricks she's risking her whole body and her whole career she could mm-hmm. easily end her career and she chose herself and her mental health and like we said last week mental health is such a taboo but it's becoming more real and more talked about and more accepted and more understood that even right now me acknowledging to y'all and to Madi, like, I'm not okay. Um, but that's okay. You know, I'm still showing up and trying to do the podcast because one, it's really healing for me. Um, two, I've committed to doing this and I know that I'm the type of person that if I stay away too long, I won't come back to it. Yeah. Um, that just is part of how I operate. And so that's why I took two weeks and I was like, okay, we got to do it again. Even tonight, like, yeah. it was hard to come down here and do this. But even coming back and doing part two, as we've called and it. And we're going through, we're going through a big part personally in our personal life with um, a lot. Yeah. Probably the most that we've ever gone. This is the biggest thing we've ever gone through. Because it's more than one thing. We're dealing with um, hurting my family. Mm-hmm. That is huge. It's very raw. I mean, it affects us daily. Yeah. Daily. 
Yeah. Um, and so, and we share this not to like throw shade at anyone, um, but for the people who are listening who have or are going through similar things, we want you to know you're not alone. And uh, something I said when I started the podcast was do it messy. Just show up and do it messy and you'll improve as you go on and you'll get better as you go on. And, um, right now I feel like I'm showing up to life messy. Like I'm just, yeah. Some days the house isn't clean. I actually need to do like two loads of laundry cause I'm pretty sure Muddy doesn't have work pants right now. Like some days <laughs> I don't get all my lists do. done because yeah. I'm, I just minute. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of minutes. And thankfully I do have at home, like I'm home with the kids, but I'm just trying to process. And I thankfully I have that blessing because of your career, but, um, it's okay to not be okay and to do life messy and just to give your best, even if it's a mess. Um, something I've been thinking about, like when we talked about last week was like mental health. We started working out last Monday. Um, right behind this camera is our gym and uh, mm-hmm. we started working out <laughs> at six thirty in the morning so that Maddie is before Maddie goes to work, which is super freaking early. Cause I also don't fall asleep till 12. So I'm really tired too, which doesn't help me and my mental health. I'm, I've been taking lots of naps to try not to have a complete emotional mental <laughs> breakdown. Cause we know they happen with me <laughs> probably on the verge. Um, yeah. but working out really I'm proud of you for getting up yeah. it's so early yeah. um, but it does help me because then I get like an extra couple hours you to read your book to read to my book have some chill time read, by yourself yeah read the bible you, I know you enjoy yeah you're really close to your mic <laughs> um, yeah it's just I don't change your mouth I've done it a it's lot I'm not going to hit my mouth I've done it a lot at worship I hit my mouth all the time my lips are big, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like, I don't know. I just wanted to come back on here because I know for me, I put up walls and act like I'm just like this hard ass and I'm not. Um, I care about people so deeply. I care about what people think about me, which is something I'm working on because it really, I've heard it's none of my business what others say or think about me. Because it really isn't. It shouldn't be. Mm. It's too painful to know the truth of what people say behind your back. And I've learned a lot of things that people have said behind my back. But living life marginalized the way we are, it, mm-hmm. it walls are up that stay up sometimes. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And then you let them down. And you're like, feel safe. And then, and then someone's here, like, yeah. here you bam. And then like stabs yeah. you and pours vinegar on those scars that you just were thinking were okay. And that's kind of where, where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing but, really good. And I even thought, oh man, everything feels so good. And then it was like, bam, bam, bam. Like everything's happening right now. And I know that in seasons like this, like breakthrough and, and God amazing things through, are yeah. right on the other side. Because it says sometimes, like, when you feel like um, you've been buried, you've just been planted, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been buried right now. Like, I'm like, just, oh, my God. Yeah, let me out. And God's yeah. been very gracious. And there's been some, like, really amazing, like, 
things that God's blessed us with just to be like, Hey, I'm here and it's okay. You're not alone. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what it comes down to yeah. at the end of the day. There's those moments. Every day, there every are, moment. They're more there, sad. Even when, yeah. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Yeah. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. It's a worship song. Um, yeah. And I think it's okay to be sad and to just admit, like, I'm not my best self right now. I'm a most vulnerable, raw self right now. Um, and that's okay. So when I come off cold, if you don't know me personally, just know that those are just my walls trying to protect myself in a way that I just, I don't know what to do right now. Um, I love the people who've heard us. I've had a conversation with one of them who I just felt like I was supposed to call. And, uh, you know, I felt like it was good, but at the same time, I'm still hurt and I'm still processing. Like, I don't know what life looks like ahead of this right now, except I know God is faithful and he makes a way where there is no way. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cheesy, but yeah, I don't know. So if you kept listening, (laughs) it's okay to not be okay. And, um, I don't want to fit in. I want to belong. And I'm just, I told Monday, I was like, I don't really know who I am right now because this is all something new boundaries and, and grace and love. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I don't know. Cause it's something I've never done, but it's something I'm learning and, and trying to figure out. And I, I do think I should probably see someone to help me figure that out. Um, so anyways, I think that's, is that it? Is that good? Yeah that feels better than the way I ended it earlier. Um, so if you haven't already, please like, and subscribe, leave comments, especially on Apple podcasts. Those really help us share this. Um, sometimes we go through seasons, you know, God promised us life abundant, but he didn't say we wouldn't go through troubles or through hurt. And, uh, right now we're in a season of hurt and I know goodness is just on the other side, but right now it's just like, just mm-hmm. I'm just doggy paddling right now, you know. Yeah. Just trying to keep my head above water. So thank y'all for showing up. Um, I'm sorry, you know, that I'm not at my best, but thank you for being gracious enough to love me even when it's messy and um, to just send us our, you know, your hearts and your messages. Um, so until next time, <laughs> have a great one. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs>